watching and also <clears throat> tell you about our lives which you might not care about i'm marissa and i'm molly and, and this is it yeah this is the show <laughs> thanks for joining what's up molly uh first of all everyone it was molly's birthday yes well a couple days ago when this podcast will drop so be sure to go to our post and wish her a happy birthday yeah, exactly. Better late than never, you know. <laughs> well, here's a birthday gift for you. We've officially made $5 on our podcast. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's yeah. very exciting. I know. So, like, don't quit your job just yet, but it's getting close. I mean, yeah, five whole dollars, two fifty each. Yeah. What are we going to do with all that money? We're almost at, like, a Starbucks coffee. We can share one, yeah. Yeah, so that's, like, a good thing. But not if we upgrade to almond milk. Ooh, yeah, that's true. But I'm not a, I'm not a big nut milk gal, unfortunately. Really? Are you a nut milk person? You know what? I sure am. I, like, don't want to admit to it because it's very bougie. But uh, I do prefer it with almond milk, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, in fact, I really only buy almond milk and use it in everything. Oh, well, I learn something new about you every day. Who well, knows? Speaking of the details that people don't care about of our lives, <laughs> um, let's move on to something more interesting. So how does one celebrate a birthday in quarantine? You know, it was pretty crazy. Um, yesterday, I worked from home. I did do a pickup of a coffee and bagel from my favorite like bagel place. And then, yeah, worked all day. I went out to dinner last night on a patio. Um, and that was that was it. That was the quarantine birthday. Very, I love it. Very low key. Mellow. No uh, wild birthday party. Well, that's okay. Because you're no spring chicken anymore to do, to do a wild party. Yeah, exactly. I can't hang anymore. That's I really right. can't. Last year, we went to you New Orleans for your birthday. I know. I'm so... It, it would, uh, yeah. I wish. I wish we could have... I wish we could, like, travel, but... Ugh. Tell me about it. You know? When in the pandemic. Yes. That's right. Well, what have you been up to? Um, let's see. I've actually been finding a lot of joy lately in quarantine. Um... I was about to say, actually, side note, have you seen that there's going to be a rom-com called Love in the Time of Quarantine or COVID, I think? Oh, wait, I thought I saw, like, I could, I thought I saw that, but then I was wondering if it was, like, a fake Oh, it might be because there is, I don't know. It might be a play on Love in the Time of Cholera, but then, I don't know, I didn't actually read the tweet where I saw it mentioned. I mean, someone's definitely going to do like, there's no way Hallmark doesn't make a COVID. You would think, or, or there's like a Grey's Anatomy episode named that or something. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think it has to be done. Someone's going to do it. Netflix, like, and if someone's. they don't, we will. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready to start writing and producing this. <laughs> like, you found it, you or you found like in the time of quarantine, at least. Yeah, right, and, right. And we have five whole dollars with which to produce it. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, I'm pretty cheap labor, so we might be able to make that happen. <laughs> I love it. Well, I have really found joy in quarantine. Um, I've been, like, cooking and baking up a storm, which has been really joyous for me. I've been making homemade ice cream, which is a new venture. Interesting. Like, different flavors? Yeah, so I have a new little ice cream maker, and this past week I made limoncello ice cream with lemon curd swirl. Oh, that sounds good. It was very good, so that's been fun, and I'm also loving this resurgence of, like, drive-in movies and picnics. Um, Like, I've been, uh, anytime I've interacted, really, with any friend at all, 
it's been in a distant picnic and I'm really loving it. You can like bring your own food, do a fun little charcuterie board if you wanted. It's um, I'm really loving sort of these like throwback activities. That is fun. I don't think I've ever been to a drive-in. What? They must not have had them in Alaska. Um, they I did love not drive-ins. have them in Alaska. Apparently, they have one somewhere here in Chicago. Like, they just opened it, but I don't have a car here, so well, it doesn't really work. If you can find a car to borrow, I highly recommend it. Tomorrow night, I'm going to see Greece. Ooh, nice. That will be very fun. Yes, and I'm also reading Silence of the Lambs right now, which is actually even though I like reading crime and thriller books, Silence of the Lambs is a little more of a scary book than I would normally turn to, but I guess we're all doing some wild things in quarantine. Yeah, wow, that is, yeah, I don't do the horror. I don't think I've ever even seen Silence of the Lambs, the movie. Oh, I haven't either, and to be honest, I'm not sure I will because I really can't do scary movies, but... yeah. Um, I don't know. So far, I'm 100 pages in, and and we'll see if I finish. So you're pretty committed. Yeah, I mean, there's like 200 or 300 to go. So we'll we'll see what happens along the way. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of detail. Oh, interesting. Well, who knew? Yeah. Well, anything else before we dive right in? No, you know, I don't. I don't think so. Beautiful. Well, tonight we're actually talking about a show that was suggested to us by Tiffany on one of our Instagram posts. So shout out to Tiffany. Um, Thank you for recommending this. It was a great one. And also, uh, we're going to be discussing Gossip Girl. And I want to remind you all that this is a spoiler zone. And in this episode in particular, we will be giving away a major spoiler, which is who is Gossip Girl. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't watched the show, you 100% should. It's great. So just turn this off now. Watch, Watch it. It's on Netflix. And then come back to us. Come back. And I can actually say from experience, I had never seen Gossip Girl until like last year. I can't believe that. I know. It's crazy. It's unlike me. But I binged it in a matter of weeks. And there's like 27 seasons. Um, Not really, but there are a lot. And I it only took me a couple weeks. So go start now and then come back. Yeah, I mean, I literally started rewatching it today to like refresh my memory and I shouldn't have rewatched the first season because I feel like I know the first few seasons really well. And the last mm. seasons are the ones that I don't know as well. So I should have started like a, in a random season. So did you get like easily sucked right back in though? Oh, yeah. I'm already on episode six. Yep. Love it. I mean, like, and I'm back in it. But I do like I I think the beginning is better personally. So yes, of course, it gets very ridiculous. And I actually yeah, need to like talk any about that. CW show. Do- I mean, they've yeah. done that with Riverdale. Like any CW show that I've really loved starts to get like very crazy. Yeah, you know, it's a real roller coaster with all the characters because you start out thinking one thing about each of them, and then you sort of do a one eighty by the end of the se- series. Yeah, I I mean, that's very true. Well, let's give you some deets before we, we dig in. So it began in 2007. It ran only to 2012, which, in my opinion, it seemed like there was a lot more than five, worth, five years worth of content. So I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, but it's about the high school experience for some privileged... Um, Upper East Siders in Manhattan. Yes, that's right. Um, they, but the problem is there's a gossip text string going on where someone's essentially stalking all of them and then like sharing all their secrets um, via a group text drafted in Teen Slash blog. Yeah, blog and text written in predictive text um, because there were flip phones back then. And um, sort of their lives intertwined with each other. Yeah, so it's a good old-fashioned teen drama. Which you know by now we're all about. Yeah, we love a teen drama. And, I mean, so I've, I mean, 
I'm not going to lie. I'm an OG Gossip Girl fan, as in I read the books in middle school and was obsessed with the books. I started watching this right when it came out in 2007, watched it like live, like was living in Jordan when the final season premiered and bought it on iTunes so that I could like watch it every week on iTunes. So I was a pretty, like I still consider myself a pretty OG fan. Again, the books in the show are pretty different. So I do feel like the last few seasons of the show are just rusty because I don't think I've, I don't think I've watched the last season since like 2012 so and do you feel like the books are better so I really do like the show I think the show's great the books are just different Mm -hmm. and I really loved the books because she's a I think she's a good author like for like the teen like chick flicky writing that it is yeah the YA genre yeah like the YA novels like she's very descriptive so I mean I like learned what a diptyque candle was from her like so (laughs) many like random brain like she would like she's very into fashion and you can tell that in the show because like the I guess costumes or outfits etc of Blair and Serena in particular Mm -hmm. are like very fashion forward like I'm sure people would say it's like the sex in the city kind of of our generation as far as setting trends actually costuming costume designer and she does a really good job in the book of being very descriptive with like the clothes etc and so for me like literally being from Alaska wearing like my Paul Frank hoodie (laughs) while reading this like I just thought it was the coolest thing like I just wanted it to be my life Yeah, yeah absolutely so I do just have like very like nostalgic memories of reading the book, but I wouldn't the books, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're better in this case because again, it's like YA novels. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's how I feel about the Pretty Little Liars series. I like read all those books. Oh and then yeah, see, I never read great. the Pretty Little Liars books. Yeah, I think it's sort of the same vibe where they really took some creative license with the show, and it wasn't bad, but it was just different. Yeah, no, I think that's. That's a good analysis. Yeah. How did it compare to your high school experience? Because in comparison to mine, it's not even a little the same. Oh, I mean, it couldn't be more different. (laughs) A, they're like going to bars, drinking, partying, like so beautiful, glamorous. Not a single person has braces, which is actually you know one of the least believable aspects of no it. no one has braces no one has acne no one's <laughs> overweight yeah no one I mean yeah it's the complete like utopia high school and the fact that like everyone just like looks perfect and everyone's yeah. for the most part filthy rich yes and yeah it was couldn't have been more different than the high school demographic I was working with slash myself in high school yeah, I mean, 100%. I totally agree. Um, I actually, now that you mentioned that, I just had a flashback memory of trying to read one of the first Gossip Girl books. And I remember a scene where they're in a bar drinking a Cosmo. And I remember being like, wait, but they're 16. And I like couldn't get past that to read it. Yeah, but I, I have heard that in New York, it is just very, I haven't, I've only been to New York twice, so I really haven't spent a ton of time there, but I have heard like the bar scene there is just like very lax and people do drink. They're super young. They just like, don't care as much. Yeah. Especially when you're rich and white and look beautiful and look. Much yeah. Older. Yeah. But no, I agree. Like that was not happening in my hometown. I don't even know if they would. I genuinely don't know if you went to a bar in my hometown and ordered a cosmopolitan, if they would be able to make it. yeah certainly a 16 year old wouldn't have known to order a Cosmo in my experience but no definitely not um well do you want to like talk about some of the characters because this is obviously a very ensemble cast driven show yes okay so I'll start with the leading ladies so we have two kind of two main female I don't even know if you can call them protagonists sometimes you can't call them friends sometimes they're enemies 
it's a very rocky road between them. But we have Serena Vanderwoodson. So she's played by Blake Lively, who is my number one girl crush of all time. Oh, my God. I mean, she couldn't be more perfect in the, like, extreme effortless way. So the only thing is I've heard, this is what I've heard from reading all these, like, weird celebrity gossip sites that I read. Apparently her hair is not as thick as it is and she has a weave (laughs) well that's juicy so Um, just letting you know (laughs) if you're starting to feel like shit Blake Lively may or may not be wearing a weave so as I'm literally sitting here with like three zip dots on my face oh yeah I mean I I have feel better about that yeah okay yeah I had to pluck a chin hair today so and I didn't even have tweezers, so I just had to, like, continue to pull it maybe, out of my chin Maybe with you my should fingers. save them and send them, donate them to Blake Lively to thicken up her hair. Yeah, honestly, maybe I should. She needs a GoFundMe. Okay, anyway, sorry, we got really off track there. But, <laughs> so, Serena Vanderwoodson is, I, you, they always describe her as, I mean, so she's, she's gorgeous. Everything just kind of falls into place for her. All the girls want to be her friend. All the guys want to date her. She really doesn't try hard in school, but yet somehow, like, she kind of gets all these opportunities that just happen to her. So, and then her, I guess, best friend is Blair Waldorf. And so that is, she's played by uh, Leighton Meester, right? I always get, yeah. I always get her and Minka Kelt. They look identical. Oh, they do. Good point. Um, <laughs> but Leighton Meester. And so she is basically like kind of the stereotypical queen bee archetype where she has like the boyfriend and the clique. And even though Serena is definitely like this powerhouse that everyone's obsessed with, Blair is like trying very hard to be the like head bitch in charge. Yeah, she is. And, like, people, as opposed to Serena, where, like, she just sort of exudes power, um, I would say that people fear Blair. Yes, totally right. So those are the two main women. And then I guess... Oh, sorry. Just one more note about Blair. She's, like, very uptight and very... um, It's It really... Appearances mean a lot to her. Appearances and wealth. Totally. And she's famous for her headband wearing. Yes, of course. So then we've got Nate Archibald. So he is kind of like the like rich boy next door, like all American guy, lax bro runner, um, really good looking. He's played by Chase Crawford. So yeah, super hot. Him and Blair start the show dating. And there's kind of a love triangle throughout the series. I mean, it's all very incestuous. It's but, very incestuous. They all the, date each other at some point. Yeah, time. they all date each other. But in the book, it was really a love triangle between mm. Blair, Nate, and Serena. Like, that was oh, throughout sure. the whole thing. It was really between them. And a lot of other people didn't end up dating. That makes a lot more sense, actually. Yeah. And so then we've also got Chuck Bass. So he's like the degenerate, like drinking, doing drugs, like with prostitutes, <laughs> like old, like billionaire dad lives in a hotel, kind of like playboy character. Yeah, very Nate's spoiled. Best friend. Very spoiled, very rich, very seedy for a 16 year old. Yeah, and again, in the books, Chuck was not a main character at all. Really? They almost portray him like he was gay. They, like, talk about, like, and he has a pet monkey. And, that and like, he's not really friends with Nate. Like, he's a very minor character in the book series. So it's interesting that they, like, made him one of the biggest characters in the show. And, like, people are obsessed with Chuck's character. Like, yeah, I want to talk about the plot. I have a couple tidbits to mention to you about Chuck, but one um, is that he's played by Ed Westwick. Westwick. I'm in love with him. But apparently the producers did not want him for that role because they originally said he, quote, looked more like a serial killer than a romantic lead. 
Which is ironic because, first of all, he sort of does. He looks like a sexy serial killer to me. And secondly, he does play a serial killer in a series later on. Um, so I would counter them with Chalet Girl. Have you seen, have I forced you to watch Chalet Girl yet? No, but it sounds very familiar to me. I, I've probably talked about it because I, I'm passionate about this movie. Um, <laughs> it's so good. So Ed West, I'm like a freak. And again, I was so obsessed with Gossip Girl that I literally on Netflix like typed in Ed Westwick and I watched everything he was in like in the like whatever the early the mid 2000s like we'll call it the nines the tens etc whenever that was (laughs) and this movie popped up and it was called Chalet Girl and it's a British rom-com about this like really rich guy who falls in love with his chalet girl And apparently it's like an iconic UK romantic comedy because when I was in London, it came up in conversations and people were like, I can't believe that you've seen that movie. But that's like our like that's like a very popular romantic comedy here. Anyway, it's great. It's like serving major Hallmark vibes, but Ed Westwick's in it and I highly recommend it. Great. I'm sold. You sold me. Okay, continue on more Chuck facts, though. Oh, well, sure. Yeah, I'll pause here. And well, one of them. Yeah, okay. Well, one of them might give us we might have to pause on this one for a sec. But one other thing that's weird that BuzzFeed thought was a really weird plot point, and I sort of agree is that he became the owner of a gentleman's club at age 16, which is like in line with his character, but it is bizarre. Completely agree. Um, and then they, BuzzFeed also thought it was strange, and this is sort of what I was talking about, where all the story arcs with all these characters are really a roller coaster, and you do a 180, because I think we can all agree that Chuck begins the series very creepy. He's a little rapey. Yeah, actually. no, he is. I mean. Yeah, he, he's, like, very creepy. No one really, I mean, like, Nate is friends with him, but no one really likes him. He's, like always macking on girls in sort of an aggressive way and um he's exactly what molly described at the beginning he starts out as a total degenerate slime ball and so buzzfeed really took issue with the fact that he became a romantic lead after his gross behavior at the start of the series which is fair i mean my guess is they were not like because in the books again he was not a major character yeah and I think they probably weren't getting good reviews from that and like people didn't want that from him yeah and so I my guess is like people I guess liked him more than they were expecting and so they were Mm -hmm. like and they only had a certain amount of like leading men that they could have plot lines with so it just made sense for him to and I'm sure we'll talk about this in more detail in a minute but like he becomes one of my very favorite characters by the end oh totally in fact, I'm always um, talk. I want to, like, talk about the good things later now that I'm about to divulge this. But according to BuzzFeed quiz, I'm a Chuck. Oh. So I had, like, really, well, I had really bad quiz taking. Like, I'm still upset about the answers I got from the quizzes. <laughs> Who were you? Well, so when I took the Are You a Blair, Serena, I get Blair mm-hmm. every time. Like, I am a Blair. I'm a Blair who wishes they were a Serena, and, like, I'm okay with that. You know, I didn't take any that gave me a girl, but I I think I'm a Blair. I think I'm a Blair. I, I could see that. I, I feel like we probably are both Blairs. It's ironic because, like, our height difference is more like you're a Serena and I'm a Blair, but I think we're both Blairs. Yeah, I would say with personality, we probably are. But with the guy, I took so many who was your soulmate. <laughs> You're not, you're not, like, guess, guess who I got. Damn. Yeah. Every time. (laughs) Well, that's a perfect segue. Should we talk about Dan? Yeah, how about you talk about Dan? Because I'm going to be, like, salty towards Dan. Okay, well, yeah. So Dan is played by Penn Badgley, who is, like, confusingly hot. Like, he's actually not attractive, except in John Tucker Must Die, he's the brother, and he's very hot in that. And he's kind of hot in you. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, like, he's the kind of guy where you're, like, I don't understand, like, I should not be attracted to him, but I am. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think agree. it's his voice. He has a really nice voice. Yeah. There, there is something weird about him where he would not be my normal type. Like, I feel like if someone described him to me, I would not swipe right on a dating app on him. Yeah. But then, like, it's his whole persona. I don't know. There's something hot about it. But anyway, he begins the series as the sort of outsider um, well, the total outsider. Lonely he boy. Lives, he's yeah. He's dubbed by Gossip Girl, lonely boy, and he lives in Brooklyn. He's not wealthy, although their apartment is actually really cool still too, and I'm sure it costs a ton. Yeah, so. exactly. No, it's like oh, they're not rich except for they live in like probably a four million dollar apartment in Brooklyn. Like it's big. Yeah, it's, it's huge, and it's like really trendy and hip and eclectic. Anyway, so he's an outsider. He wishes he was part of the group, and um despite the fact that they've essentially been in school together for years in the first episode he and serena connect they begin dating and suddenly he's thrust into this in group and um in the beginning in the first season at least my experience was i hated chuck loved dan by the end it totally flips chuck becomes actually like the really good guy and he's trying to do the right thing and give back to his friends and he's a businessman and by the end Dan is like really creepy and whiny and he's become like a player and kind of creepy and a user of women yeah I completely agree how do you feel about the well we'll talk about this in a minute actually um because I don't want to give any spoilers quite yet but I was keep bookmark the fact that Ken Badgley is later in you okay Okay, well, before we dive into some, sh- like, specific Major series spoilers. stuff, um, fuck, Mary kill, Molly. Okay, um, all right, I have to, I have to marry Chuck, I love Chuck so much. Yeah. Um, I would probably fuck Nate, and I mm. would kill Dan for sure. Those are good choices are we sticking to the core six people or five no I think you can I think you can do whatever you want to great so Um, yeah you go it sounds like you're gonna spice it up so that's good yeah I'm gonna throw a curve into it and talk about characters we haven't even explained yet that's fine um I would marry I would also marry Chuck which makes sense since we're both a Blair yep uh, by the way, this is a spoiler, but uh, Blair and Chuck, Ch- Blair ends up breaking up with Nate, um, which she's, they're sort of the golden couple. They're pure. They don't have sex. And Chuck sort of drags her to the dark side, but they're this interesting, sort of petty, but like cute power couple. Yeah, um, I love them. Yeah, I'll let you talk about them in a sec. Sorry, I didn't mean to, oh, to jump no, right in there. No, but... no, no, you're not at all. Um, okay, so I'd marry Chuck. I would kill his dad, Bart Bass, mm. because he's a very ominous, evil character. Yep. Who dies for a while, but then actually but comes actually back. But actually wasn't dead. Die. He was just hiding in Dubai, right? Yeah, exactly. And he hides out with a woman who's pretending to be Chuck's long-lost mother. Um, yeah, I like forget what happened in those late seasons. Yeah, that's what happened. He comes back. Bart is like very much the villain, and like does his own son, who took on his company, was trying to like live his legacy, um, does him very dirty. So I would kill him, and I would fuck. Uh... Ooh, or I might kill Georgina. Oh, yeah. Georgina's played by... Michelle Trachtenberg, right? Yeah, thank you. Who's a Lifetime... Yeah, she's in a lot of Lifetime movies. She's in a lot yeah. of, like, weirdly a lot of things. She is. She was in Harriet the Spy when we were kids. Oh, interesting. She was, like, she was Harriet. Yeah, I yeah. do feel like she's a child actress that everyone would recognize. Yeah, she definitely. You'll recognize her. Um... So she was like really, you know, caused a lot of problems. Her and Gossip Girl, I would say, made the teens' lives pretty difficult. Yeah. Um. Okay, but I would probably kill Bart, and then I would have sex with Dan. Really? I think. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I I respect your Nate choice, but like I said, there's something about Dan that I just can't I can't put my finger on it. Oh. But I would love for him to put his finger on me. Yeah, I do not feel the sexual vibes with Dan at all. Well, that doesn't surprise me because we tend to have different types. Yeah, no, it's true. I don't know. There's like something tall, dark, and no, he is like a mysterious, though. like artsy guy Mm -hmm. no I mean he does well in the show with ladies like he ends up with Serena so yeah like right right. he he does well so you're not wrong for picking him well thanks um let's take a quick break now that we've gotten that sorted out and come back and dive deeper all right we're back we're back Molly deep dive us where do you want to go next okay where should we go I, okay, so I don't know. I have a lot of a lot of thoughts. Please. My first thought is: Should we just go Blair and Serena friendship? Please, yeah. I was hoping you'd bring this up. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff that goes down in this friendship, but basically, the show begins with Serena coming back to the Upper East Side after having basically disappeared for a year and she left without telling anyone and without providing any reason why. And up until that point, she had been Blair's best friend for however long since they were little kids. And so, you know, she comes back and then is like trying to kind of pretend like everything's fine with her friendship with Blair. It comes out, in the first season that she had slept with Blair's boyfriend while they were together. Like, continuing on, like, she does kind of a lot of messed up stuff to Blair. Like, there is a lot of, like, Blair's with Dan at one point, and Serena tries to, like, get with Dan to get back at Blair. Actually, I was going to ask you the question of what you think some of the most asinine plot points were and that for me is one of them the with the couple months where Blair and Dan were dating was just honestly asinine to me horrible no 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 way Blair would do that no it didn't make any sense I was so confused by that but I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before that's apparently a very old writer's trick where you put a a main character with someone who all the fans hate her with and know she shouldn't be with right before you ultimately put her with the person she should be with. Yes, you've definitely talked about this in an episode before. And I guess it makes, I mean, you're right, because they did that and everyone, I mean, if you can find a person who thought that Blair and Dan should have been together, like... Yeah, I I mean, I think that we should create an Instagram poll, and if you vote that they should have been together, we will publicly shame you. Oh, absolutely. Because it just, it didn't make any sense. It made no sense. Yeah, maybe, especially she was always so mean to him. He hated what she represented. There's no, no way. Yeah, I completely agree. So anyway, just the whole... They had, but yes, a that was fairly toxic up. friendship. I mean, they had good. They obviously had good times. They had a lot of fun, and they were opposites, so they did complement each other in many ways. But they also did a lot of like pretty dark shit to one another. A hundred percent. And like Blair, that they got over. Like, yeah, Blair like told everyone that Serena was like an addict, and then Serena also tried to like steal Yale from Blair. Right, right. They were very petty with each other to the point, like, there's no way real people could get past that. I don't think. Maybe I'm too petty, but I wouldn't get past it. It feels like a lot of forgiveness on both their parts. Right. And For, I do like, think Blair was major jealous things. of Serena, like, when her mom cast Serena as a model instead of Blair because her mom's a fashion designer. Like, there were a lot of problems there. And then they also both write into Gossip Girl and, like, Bill each other's secrets to Gossip Girl, who they know is going to blast it to, like, hundreds of people. Yeah, exactly. They're, like, the first to turn on each other. So, I don't know. I found it very... And I actually, like, the thing is, is even though it was so weird and messed up, I actually liked their friendship a lot. 
like I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I like them better when they're friends than when they're feuding. Yes, definitely. But um but yeah, I mean ultimately in a weird sort of like toxic way they are supportive of each other. Yeah. I think though maybe this show did a disservice to teenagers maybe for like showing that that young women can't just like be friends and not be competitive with each other. No, that is true. But I mean, I would say like pretty much all the relationships in this show are like pretty dysfunctional. Yeah, you're totally right. Your so romantic right. Also, relationships are very talked- dysfunctional. Like everything yeah. is pretty. And we've already talked about the fact that it's not realistic. So I guess it's fine. No, but Have I agree. It. It's Have definitely it, not writers. like a women uplifting women scenario. It's definitely like in many scenarios, there's room for one like alpha female and they're both fighting each other for it more or less. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. What do you want to talk about next? Oh, well, okay. I I would like to talk about what you think are some asinine plot points because we've just talked about a couple. Um, here's one that really bothers me, and it really bothers me in Pretty Little Liars, too. Okay. It just irks me, and I know that it would get old if they did this every time, but the fact that when they get a Gossip Girl text, they don't immediately look around because like gossip girl often texts out something that only someone who was standing right there could know but and like if that happened if someone was like releasing a stalkery text you'd immediately look around and be like holy shit someone's watching and you'd like try to find them and they never once do that no yeah it is weird they do seem like very oblivious to it almost yeah, and they seem like like And they're not okay. really ever trying to figure out who Gossip no. Girl is like like a little, but especially in the beginning, like they yeah. they never even question who it is. And also their school is not that big. It's obviously someone in the school for the things they know. Although later they like make it like a crowdsourcing thing. So I guess later they sort of get around that. But Yeah, but if, in the, like beginning, in the beginning it would have had to have been someone who was there because you would have had to start posting your own content before, like, you would get tips. Right. I just feel like in a school that size with teenagers, there's no way you wouldn't be able to figure out who it was. Well, I mean, and that's, I think, the most, honestly, the most asinine part to me is who Gossip Girl ends up being. I don't think Yeah, are any, you... It didn't make... Or, I mean... To me, it didn't make so, any sense because this person did themselves, their family, their, like, girlfriends, like, dirty. Well, are you ready? Because I actually have a different opinion about that. Okay. Should we, should we spoil yeah, it? Yeah, spoil it. Say who it is. Okay. Gossip Girl is Dan. Dan Humphrey, who we mentioned before was the outsider here's why I think it makes sense yes okay it you're exactly right it does not make sense because he wrote like secrets that really damaged him and his own family yeah so that is a problem I agree. like he like like says like talks about his sister losing her virginity oh, he like posts actually, that because I, I was reading like this BuzzFeed article and it was like basically like the reason that dan was like so fucked up for being gossip girl and it went like list by list by list and i kept reading and i was like oh my god i forgot about that but it was yeah it was like about his sister losing her virginity that serena was buying a pregnancy test that one time and it would have been his like yeah a lot of random things that if that were you would you have really like put your own like girlfriend and sister and self like on blast I guess to conceal your own identity but like and it depends how mad I was at my sibling at the age of 16 also can I um edit I would like to kill Dan's sister oh Jenny Jenny. okay she really annoys the hell out of me throughout the series and apparently she Um, was really difficult to film with and that's why they basically I mean 
they didn't kill her. She didn't die, did they? But she just goes away. She goes to, like, a different school because she's, like, sick of being bullied. Yeah, she, like, goes to fashion school or something. But, yeah, apparently, basically, the girl who put Taylor Momsen, like, kind of, it sounds like, had a full-on mental breakdown and started doing some, like, hard drugs. And basically, they were like, you're off the show. That actually totally checks out. Yeah, it does. I would and, like, that. you can tell in her acting towards the end. And her going completely goth, apparently, was, like, basically because this girl, like, kind of went off the rails and was, like, I'm not wearing the outfits that you guys want me to. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so, yeah, the, that is very strange and perhaps, like, shows an underlying mental illness on his part. But um, here's why I think it does makes sense he begins the show as the total outsider he really resents everyone else who's much wealthier than him won't let him in the group and then i think that by the time he's finally sort of indoctrinated in the group he just like can't help this like notoriety and fame even anonymously that he gets as gossip girl i also think it makes sense because he like becomes this like prized author before he's 21 which again is another really stupid plot point both he and Nate are like very successful career men before the age of like 20 yeah I mean I Uh guess like Dan didn't have a giant trust fund but like Nate had at least a lot of connections you're right yeah you're right but still still like 21 is pretty young with ageism to be editor-in-chief of a you know company i just don't i don't buy it but yeah, no that's fair so dan had this blossoming author career so we knew he could write and he also this is interesting apparently in the pilot episode there's a gossip girl voiceover which by the way is um Chris, why can't i Kristen bell Kristen bell yeah um there's a gossip girl voiceover as he's typing something so apparently the test audience guessed that Gossip Girl was Dan so they had to remove that. Really? Yeah they removed that scene. I don't know I think it makes sense I don't think all the secrets he spilled make sense and here's another crazy plot point I don't understand why they all forgive him for doing all that including not only forgive and forget but at the very final episode he and Serena get married. Yeah it makes no sense I mean he basically, like, fully, like, slut-shamed her, bullied her, made, like, tormented her, all her close friends, her brother. And then all of yeah. a sudden she's just like, oh, okay, yeah, but, like, it's fine. But, like, we were sort of mean to him for, like, not including him. Yeah, it didn't. That was weird to me, too. Like, I guarantee that I would not forgive that person. No way. I would not forgive him, let alone, like, later on marry him. Yeah, that part was weird. They really rushed the resolution of that. Like, he divulged being Gossip Girl, and then moments later, they flash forward to their marriage. I mean, personally, I thought the last season was bad. It felt very rushed. You can tell that, like, I don't know if it got canceled or what, because it was only 10 episodes. I was going to say, you can tell. It was not, like, they did not do the show justice, which sucks. And it's just, like, also annoying because it must have gotten a lot more popular after it ended because they're doing a reboot on HBO Max. That's right. I know. We need to discuss how we're going to get HBO Max. I mean, I guess pay for it, but. No, I mean, yeah. You're telling me that my letter to the HBO producers <laughs> of why they should give it to me for free. I mean, they is should because work. we could we could hype all their shows and get all of our listeners, our five dollars worth of listeners, to yeah. watch their shows. Yeah, so they it sounds should. like a good deal for HBO them. Max. Mm-hmm. Please sponsor Come us. On. We will. You guys probably need it now more than ever. The film <laughs> industry is not doing great. That's exactly right. You definitely need the 90 followers we can provide. Yeah, I mean, they might, though. They really might. They might. Well, here's hoping, because I would like to see that reboot. I know, but they said Um, it got pushed, obviously, because of COVID and filming. Okay, well, we have So we still have until at least, like, middle 2021 to be able to afford this deal. We have some time to get some followers and, like, get some momentum. (laughs) 
So feel free to hashtag give the broads who binge HBO Max on all of your posts. Yeah, we should start that for sure. Um, Okay, well, what do you think about the fan theory that Dan is actually playing the same character when he's the stalker in you years later? That's so funny. I didn't even realize that that was a fan theory, but... (laughs) Or it might just be this fan's theory. I mean, honestly, like, he is... It is weird because he does play, like, this weird, like, kind of antisocial loner who ends up inserting himself in, like, the most beautiful, like, hot, cool girl's life and ends up dating them and then kind of destroying their life, but then ending yeah, up with he, them. And he also has already proved himself to be a very apt stalker. Yes. Yes. No, you're right. I mean, it, the characters, are, it, it checks out. The characters are very similar. What if, what if he's already killed Serena and, you know, he's... Uh, he's obtained this new identity in Brooklyn and now that's him and you. Oh. Honestly, I would love that crossover. I would love that crossover. (laughs) Can you imagine? Let's write If that's like the next season of you. HBO Max. (laughs) I'm going to pitch it to HBO Max. We should. We should be like, what do you think about a you gossip girl crossover? (laughs) Like there's a major flashback and there's Dan Humphrey. Yeah. Because he likes right. to read. Like, yeah, I know. It is either he was like extremely typecast or it's the same character. I wonder if like similar people wrote it or produced it. I feel like Maybe people or- would have like researched that. Or if he just gives everyone that vibe. And so when they were writing you, they were like modeling it after Dan Humphrey. Can you imagine like being an actor or actress and like them looking at you and being like, yeah, you'd be a good stalker. You'd be a great serial killer, just like Ed West. Yeah, like you're giving me those serial killer vibes. That would be terrifying. Yeah, it'd be sad, but also you might have, like, a good career out of it. I guess that's true. Like, some people make a lot of money for playing the same exact role. Yeah, for a while, Melissa McCarthy played the same role. That's very true. And she's actually, I think, really talented when she's not playing that character. Yeah, no, I think she's a very good actress. She's hilarious. Yeah. Um. Okay, what do you think? Here's another crazy asinine thing that I think. They sort of give up on the college story arc. Like, after, I would say, six episodes of them being in college, they're suddenly just, like, a little older and have careers and stop attending college, even though that was a huge plot point for a while. Yeah, and, like, their whole thing was getting into the Ivy Leagues because that's, like, what yeah. you, like, you know, you have to go, like, you're a legacy at whatever, at Dartmouth, at Brown, at Yale. Like, Blair was obsessed with going to Yale because her dad went there. Like, wanted to go there since she was so little. It was, like, a big... In the books, especially, I remember she had a teddy bear that had a Yale, like, sweatshirt that it wore. Hmm. Um, And, yeah. And, yeah, they all end up dropping out, basically. Well, they don't really ever talk about it. Like, they're just suddenly not in college anymore and they're all working. And, like, you know, like, three episodes after after Blair is in college she's suddenly like getting married to a prince which also was sort of a weird wow I story. forgot about her and freaking Louis Prince Louis yeah he was like a French duke or prince uh, or something yeah she like met him in an art gallery in Europe to be perfectly honest I've been to a lot of fucking art galleries in Europe and no Where's man pr- has, like, I've yeah. never met a prince, mostly because usually I'm there with Hattie, and she's, like, still looking at the art, and I'm tired, so I'm sitting on a bench that's, like. <laughs> I mean, that's princess material right but, there. Yeah, like, my feet are tired. Let me just sit on this nearby bench and kind <laughs> of look at the art. That's some princess diary stuff. Yeah, I can say that's true. Maybe I am the heiress to a kingdom that we don't even know about. Probably. Um, yeah, I mean, that was a weird... And then she, like, sort of... She gets pregnant, but then, Oh, like, yeah, she loses the baby in the car accident, right? Yeah, and no one seems to really care about that. And that whole season, Chuck and her are, like, star-crossed lovers. They actually want to be together, but she is getting married to this prince. The prince, finally, that whole relationship ends with the help of Chuck 
he helps her get out of it because it becomes really toxic. Then they finally can be together. And she's like, actually, I think I'll date Dan. Yeah, that was so stupid. <laughs> and they definitely did like a princess die like homage for her. Oh, yes. Accident, and then like, losing the baby. Like that was very. Yeah. And she's like running away from paparazzi yeah. in a limo. Mm-hmm. For sure. Actually, I read a thing that her fashion sense was supposed to be modeled off Audrey Hepburn, Hepburn and Princess Di, whereas Serena's is like Kate Moss. I could see that. I want to say in the show, Blair is obsessed with Breakfast at Tiffany's. And there's like a lot yes. of, like, there's a lot of Audrey Hepburn, like, metaphors. Yes. So that's, that's exactly right. Out. There's that one of god what's it called roman holiday too there's some roman holiday cameos oh okay i don't think i've seen roman Um, holiday oh it's cute you should watch it i think gregory peck is the love interest in it it's cute Mm. okay but we there's a lot of vespa writing in it we also really haven't even fully taken a deep dive into blair and chuck which i feel like we have to we have to please take us away okay so basically blair and chuck They start out as kind of like, again, Chuck starts out as this guy you don't like. He's sleazy and creepy, but Blair is always scheming and plotting. And Chuck is like, again, kind of this devil on her shoulder that eggs her on and like likes the drama. And so they just like. Yeah, he takes her virginity in the back of a limb. Yeah, I just watched the burlesque episode where that happens and I love it. I think it's actually a great episode. It's a great episode and it's a great you know she's usually this like very like buttoned up like perfect girl and basically she ends up breaking up with Nate because he's still in love with Serena and so she shows up at this burlesque club and ends up like getting down into her lingerie and then losing her virginity to Chuck and that's kind of I think when their star-crossed lovers Mm -hmm. thing happens but anyway I love them together I really do I do too because he actually I think dating him sort of toughens her up and dating her softens him and he actually they're actually a really supportive sweet couple together especially the the couple episodes where she's in college and he's a businessman they're like I don't know. They have, like, a really sweet, supportive thing going on. Yeah, and he really lifts her up. What's that one episode where she's, like, feeling pretty insecure? And she's, like, I I think especially compared to him, she's kind of like, I need to build my empire, like, without you before we can be together. And he, like, hires that photographer to take her picture to, like, boost her confidence. Do you remember that? I I forget the exact context, but basically, like, she's been feeling really self-conscious, etc., and he, like, pays this paparazzi to take a picture of her, and it, like, makes her feel really good. Yeah, I would say their, like, foundation is built on a lot of little white lies, but um, at the core of it, they're, like, trying to do really sweet, supportive things for each other. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I love them together. I was going to ask you who your favorite couple and who your least favorite couple was, but I think we've sort of... Yeah, Chuck and Blair are my favorite couple. Least favorite, I guess, that don't end up together. I I mean, I hated Blair and Dan. Yeah, I I think we're on the same page about those. That's exactly right. And I thought Serena and Dan were cute in the beginning, and it didn't really make sense to me in the end. I honestly kind of wanted Serena and Nate to get together as like an homage to the books because the books end with I think Nate and Serena sailing on a boat away together I actually would love them together they make the most sense together and they also I think had actually the healthiest there was a couple episodes where they're in a relationship and I think they had the healthiest relationship yeah and they had a very solid friendship and like really there wasn't anything too bad that happened between them no she just like sort of lost interest but I I would have loved them together the one thing for me Nate is really um he's too pretty and he's pretty bland for me like I could see why these other leading men seem more interesting to the women 
Yeah, I do think that's fair enough. I, I just think he's under... He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a very good dude. They sort of split his character out into Chuck and Nate, I feel like. Yeah. Like, they split his one character into two people. No, yeah, I, I agree. But no, I could see him being kind of vanilla in comparison. Because again, he doesn't do anything too, like, crazy or wild throughout the... You know, like, he, like, has an affair with a married woman, right? But, like... I think he does that a couple yeah. times, actually. That's, like, but, his like, thing. It's not... But that's, like, the worst... Yeah. <laughs> that's really, like, the worst thing he does. Like, I'm trying to think of what other bad things oh, he does. actually, he does... This is sort of a creepy thing. It's... I think it's weird. He, once he's 21 or whatever, he's already, like, out of college, um, is dating a high schooler. Remember, that's Serena's, like, daughter. <laughs> stepdaughter for a while she's dating that guy who has a high school student daughter oh this is toward the end and she's like 17 and nate is like 22 and dates her which i think is a little that is creepy and doesn't nate also does nate take jenny's virginity um i think that's right she was like 14 i mean she was pretty young they were both in high school but still she was, and yeah, the I hated when he and Jenny had a thing. Yeah, that was. I mean, I, I we you already said you're killing Jenny, Jenny, and yeah, she's we not. not yeah, good. um, but you know, we're talking about all these sex scenes, and it reminds me of two things. One thing is that apparently when this was on, parents were like complaining that it was too sexy. And the show ended up, like, using that in advertisements. It used quotes from parents that was that were, like, every parent's nightmare and mind-blowingly inappropriate. I remember these ads. Like, I mean, you I'm too? a big CW. I love, I love the CW. Love the CW. I used to love it. And yeah. I remember these ads. I have a distinct memory of one time my high school boyfriend asked me to come over to his house. And I was like, I can, and it was during when Gossip Girl was on. And I was like, I can come over, but we have to watch the show. And I literally remember like forcing him to watch it. And he was like trying to hook up with me. And I was like, no, I have to watch this show. You don't understand. Mad respect for that. Um, Well, it's interesting having watched it as an adult because the things that are very big deals to the characters and would have been a very big deal to me as a high schooler when you're an adult suddenly don't seem like they could even be the climax of a show. Like, I mean, some things like there are actually really bad, crazy things that happen to them, but like people finding out I'd lost my virginity, like I'm almost 30 now. Um, yeah. So, so like that, piece, when do you think people like, are going to find out? Yeah, well, when I do. Yeah, oh, that's true. So, I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, once I turn 30, I'll lose it. Okay, well, that's exciting. Yeah, I have a virginity pack. Ooh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, that didn't seem like a big deal. Or there's one episode where Dan's friend Vanessa, who also annoys me, ends up going to a show and or, like, a party, and Blair tricks her into wearing a see-through dress and then they turn on the lights and everyone sees it and like of course to a high schooler that would seem like a very big deal nowadays if that happened I'd be like I mean yeah like in fact it happened to me the other day I mentioned it that my panties showed through my white dress at work and I was like oh yeah not a big deal I mean yeah the that's like the least of I mean I can't even (laughs) (laughs) the least of my worries like can't even think about the amount of times that like my skirt has straight up ripped off and like <laughs> I am like ass out in a club <laughs> yeah exactly there the, some of these things seem like um less important yeah and then like when he finds out that his dad's like doing coke he's like very chill about it he's like I mean he like kind of like is brooding about it but it's not like a a threat level midnight and Blair's like oh whatever like your dad got arrested I'm gonna go have sex with your best friend (laughs) not only that but then do you remember Nate's dad actually pins gets caught with coke and pins it on yeah that was pretty that was savage and they're like all just chill at that's the other thing about the show 
there's like no loyalty between the kids and their parents either way like the parents do their kids dirty and vice versa yeah it's some pretty dysfunctional parental relationships which I mean my guess is that's probably pretty true with these like super wealthy individuals is they probably probably have like very I'm totally stereotyping so sorry but (laughs) I feel like they could have a very transactional relationship with their kids like their kids are there to like live like to be like this dynasty and they have to like act perfect and look a certain way and get this certain diploma but they like weren't actually raised by them like a lot of them went to boarding school since they were super young or they were raised by Mm -hmm. nannies so there isn't like it's not a a typical parent child relationship it's more like a business yeah, I think that's right. We didn't even talk about actually that Dan and Serena's parents date and get married for a while, um, which actually made a lot of sense because it was the only way to keep Dan as a major character in the show once he and Serena broke up. So, like, the writers had to do that, I think, to keep that whole thing going. Otherwise, Dan would have just dropped out. Yeah, no, I think that's very fair. But then it's also like, but is that not creepy. really weird that you end up marrying your ex-stepsister? Yeah, and they even date for a while while they're step-siblings. Then they break up and they're both dating other people seriously while they're step-siblings. It's very weird. Yeah, and again, like, I mean, I guess you're not, I mean, you're not actually related to your step-sibling. And I guess if you were, like, 17 or 18, it's not like you, like, grew up with that person as a brother, like, taking baths with them. But I don't know. It's still a little weird. And she also alternates Serena being step-siblings with Chuck and Dan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, at least Serena and Chuck never date, I guess. That's one good piece. Completely agree. That would have not made any sense. Um, well, is there anything else we need to talk about? I mean, I guess, you know, I will say this is a very sexy show. (laughs) It's very good. It's a very, it's like Sex in the City on CW. Yeah, I mean, I think Uh, it's a great show. I think, I think it's totally, if you're maybe not a man, I'm not sure how many men love this show, to be perfectly honest. Straight men. I would say straight men. I'm not sure if this is the show for you. But I think you're right. I think next time, because of that, we've done a lot of like shows that skew female in a no. row. We should do a man one. I know, if but I man... think our audience is like 99% women. Like, I think my dad and your yeah. boyfriend okay, might fair. be our only two. And one of my friend's husbands listens. I do know that. Okay, that's true. I think you're right. So let's keep skewing. I mean, to whatever, I, I don't whatever know, men, any of our men listeners, are, do you have any, like, boy shows that we should be watching? I'm open to all shows. Yeah, we're, we're show curious. Yeah, we are. Like, I, maybe this will help me because every time I go on dates, like, I don't have anything to talk about with men because I fucking hate sports. I hate, like, any, <laughs> like... I, what I don't know how to golf. I don't know any. You haven't seen Space Jam. I haven't seen so Space Jam, so I can't talk to them about that. Like if they if they said gun to your head, name three players in the NFL right now. I I mean genuinely, I don't. I would. I don't know if I could do it. I think everyone I knew retired. <laughs> yeah, since you were watching football in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was. I was really. I was a big football girl in the seventies before. Yeah, part. you just hate when they tightened up some of the. Yeah, I mean, it's all about college football, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sounding just like it. Honestly, men bullshit their way through lives, through their lives. So I think that you should just go with it. Yeah, I'm just gonna start pretending to be really passionate about college sport <laughs> and just make up athletes and just assume <laughs> that the men are too scared. <laughs> to like ask me questions that would be such or, a fun social experiment to just like you know their ego is too huge yeah so to they won't admit they don't yeah i think that's exactly right yeah i'll be like uh nick stevenson the tight end for the university <laughs> of kentucky i mean his stats last game come on he's a legend. are you kidding me <laughs> um well if you have any man show recommendations, any um, comments you'd like to make about Gossip Girl, or 
if you have any tidbits you'd like to give Molly for her next date, please write in. Yes, we we need all of that. And also, we're getting really close to 100 followers. So please <laughs> continue to force people to follow us. We're dangerous. And close. listen and like and leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't. It actually really does help us. It does. And also, we're available literally anywhere you listen to podcasts now. Yeah. So, so. Um, wherever your listening pleasure is, we're also there. And we also, just like this one, shout out again to Tiffany, who recommended this show. We actually really read the comments and um, do what you tell us to do. Yeah, so. we really do. And so I do kind of owe a Love is Blind episode to actually that is a man has requested Love is Blind. Yeah, I mean, I'm, of course, down. Love is Blind. So maybe we do that eventually because that is a good one. And we haven't done reality in a while, just us two. That's true. And I feel like it's an important cultural moment for us because it sort of happened right before lockdown. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's happening. A great, that's a great idea. Well, thanks, you all. I don't know how many more desperate pleas we can make to you to listen and help us, but um but we're desperate so we'll keep doing it (laughs) thanks bye bye exciting news broads who binge is now on spotify and apple podcasts so pick your favorite platform And if you're enjoying this, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.